Inside Lewin Davis seems one of the most perfect articulations of their worldview, their philosophy, as you said, their metaphysics. There are people over the years who have been sort of turned off by them, have sensed, I, I don't think this, but have sensed like a deep cynicism in them, or this ends in a very similar way to something like Burn After Reading or A Serious Man, where it ends on this note of not nihilism, but dark fatalism. And to what extent do you personally vibrate with that? Well, quite a lot, because I mean, I think it is, uh, I think often the Coen brothers are making a very true statement. I do think a lot about where we end up. I mean, I think human beings have agency. I don't want to get too kind of cerebral about this, but um, but I do think, you know, so much of what happens is, you know, unseen and beyond our control uh, and is kind of arbitrary. And I think all you can really do is sort of push back against the arbitrariness of things and assert what agency, whatever agency or kind of individuality, you know, you do have. And that's what being a human being is all about. There's something very powerful in No Country for Old Men where you have the Tommy Lee Jones character who, you know, quite literally to the title of the movie, which of course is famously taken from Sailing to Byzantium, it's no country for this old man anymore. Like, he spent his life fighting evil and he's finally grown weary from it. He can no longer comprehend. And in that movie, evil is depicted as this endless struggle that is almost impossible to go up against, but people must continue trying. Uh, Until the very end, when finally the Javier Bardem character, this embodiment of the unflappability of evil finally gets injured. And there's some there's some indication that, well, maybe if you push hard enough, eventually you will get a chink in evil's armor, which is the extent of optimism in the Coen brothers' work. Well, and it's like, it's suggesting that evil is subject, you know, Javier Bardem spends that whole movie, you know, that character Anton Shiguri spends the whole movie uh, being sort of beyond morality, not being subject to the operations of any kind of deeper moral or ethical principles. And it turns out that actually evil is subject to the same arbitrariness in some in some kind of a way. Mm-hmm. If you prick evil, it will bleed. <laughs> <laughs> in, in obvious ways, all of this is, a, you know, this is a very bleak vision. And a lot of people, I think, you know, didn't like this movie because, you know, they saw the trailer, or at least they didn't like it the first time because they saw the trailer and they thought, oh, it's like a nice movie about like, you know, just hanging out in the Greenwich Village folk scene and there's lots of nice music and whatever. Um, And that's actually like, you know, an extremely dark movie. But there's potentially something liberating in the message of this movie as well, you know, because it is bracketed by these these two kind of uh, collections of scenes where it's almost the exact same events playing out, but they play out in very in very different ways. And, you know, in some ways, Lewin Davis has the same bad luck, you know, he still gets beaten up or whatever. But for whatever reason, he's got the energy to play two songs instead of one in the second version. For whatever reason, uh, Bob Dylan's there. He's not there in the first one. And, you know, importantly, the cat, who, you know, I guess thematically represents, you know, the arbitrariness of fate uh, in the movie or symbolically represents it. Uh, the cat doesn't get away. He's got he's got better luck. Who knows what that will yield in the future? And I think there's something potentially liberating here about once you accept that, you know, cosmically, at least uh, a lot of the stuff, you know, is beyond your control. Uh, that can be very powerful. You know, you can work to get a gig and you can work to make sure you do well at that gig. You can work on a piece of writing. Um, you can you can try to make it as good as possible. But at a certain point, you know, you can't control whether the right person sees it or whether, you know, people respond to it the way you wanted them to. There's only, you know, there's only a certain amount you can do. And um, I gotta say, at least at times when I'm in a good mood, I suppose when I'm feeling okay about my own uh, work and my own prospects, I actually do find that a pretty liberating kind of Outlook. Even if it's in some ways, you know, potentially, maybe if I was in a different mood, uh, a bleak one. 